Hello everyone, I'm your host Orn Abdi and welcome to my top 5 books of 2018. 2018 has been a great year, I've read over 40 books on a range of different subjects and I want to share with you the top 5 books, in my opinion, that I've read this year. Those 5 books are in reverse order. Number 5, Letters from a Stoic by Seneca, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson, The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, and finally, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos by Jordan B. Peterson. So number five in my list is Letters from a Stoic by Seneca, and followers of this channel will know that in the past year, I've become a proponent and follower of Stoic philosophy. Stoic philosophy has its origins in ancient Rome, and its two main proponents were Seneca and Marcus Aurelius, who used it to their benefit during their time of reign. The book is structured in the form of letters from Seneca to his student Lucilius, and the concepts and the topics discussed in this book have a wide range. They include death, the concept of possessions, and the ability to control emotions at all periods in time. From my conception of Stoicism over the past year, I feel like it has its roots set in the interpretation and conception of death. To me, that's where it takes a somewhat religious form in that the ideology sees death as the sole root of giving meaning to life. Although this book does not specifically talk about religion, those people who do follow certain religions can see how this ideology can work side by side with different religious practices to give meaning to life. Having read commentaries of Stoicism by Tim Ferriss and Ryan Holiday, I was expecting Letters from a Stoic to be a step up in complexity and depth. I enjoyed reading this book as I feel as if Stoic philosophy has a role to play in our modern society. The Stoic philosophy is a reminder that life is full of obstacles and will ultimately end in death, but that does not mean that you can't find meaning and purpose within that. The meaning and purpose comes from action. One of my favourite quotes from the book The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday is a quote from Marcus Aurelius, which says, The impediment to action becomes action. The obstacle is the way. I've totally butchered that quote, but it's something along those lines. <laughs> I remember it now. The impediment to action becomes action. Oh, no. The impediment to action becomes action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Look, I think this is a great book for someone who wants to know more about the Stoic philosophy if they have read some commentaries by Tim Ferriss or Ryan Holiday, to name a few. If you're going to go straight into this book, you need to be warned that it's very in-depth and complex, just to give you a heads up, but it's number five on my list, and I really enjoyed reading this book. I think that it explores different elements of ancient philosophy that we in the modern day can sometimes forget. So number four on my list is Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now for ordinary individuals, trying to conceptualize and understand our universe is pretty much impossible. And Neil deGrasse Tyson states this at the beginning of the book with one of my favorite quotes where he says, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. And I feel like that's a great way as an introduction into the book because some of the topics that he explains in the book, although it's a short book, I mean, it's not very long, it is an introduction into complex topics. And when you read about some of them, they don't tend to make sense. But that's okay, because the universe is no under no obligation to make sense to you. One of the concepts that I enjoyed reading about in this book that followed on from this quote was dark matter, which scientists have yet to identify what actually is, but makes up most of space. It's important to note that this book is for general readers, but in includes introductory topics 
that are complex in the field of astrophysics and is not watered down, which is something that I really like because when you're going to create a short book like this for people in a hurry, it's very easy to make it very simplistic. But what DeGrasse Tyson has done is he's taken complex topics, not watered them down and created an engaging and fun way to explain them. The book has the reader constantly pondering how the famous scientists of the past were able to come up with their discoveries. Such examples are Newton with his um, discovery of gravity and Einstein's theory of relativity. Neil deGrasse Tyson explains how they came about these discoveries and then the importance in the greater field of astrophysics and science in general. One of the concepts that fascinated me the most throughout the book was the multiverse theory. The ability to even comprehend that there is a universe in itself is very difficult for someone like me just because of thinking about how that would come about and how that functions in the space-time continuum, if you want to call it that. And then the multiverse theory is another level up from this, considering that there is not only one universe, but two, two or more it could be multiple universes that are interwoven within each other. Such theories put into perspective our position and purpose in the world as well as the universe in general. And this is what I think Neil deGrasse does so well in this book. He explains to us how the universe is so grand and how we are so disconnected from it being on Earth, but suggests that the fabric of the universe is made up within us. The ability to explain these topics in a deep, complex, but yet engaging way makes exposed a must read for everyone if you want to have literacy in the field of astrophysics to then move up to more complex books and topics. So number three on my list is the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. Now there are some theories that seem to change your perception of the objective world and one of these theories was the 80-20 principle. Now the 80-20 principle was founded by Italian mathematician Alfredo Pareto when he was studying wealth distribution saw that 80% of the wealth came from 20% of the population. This discovery became a tool for analysts to discover the, co the possible causalities of different occurrences to determine the possibility and probability of them occurring. Having heard about the 80-20 principle in multiple books, I found this book by Richard Koch as it is arguably the best book in describing the 80-20 principle. Now for people wanting to read this book, it's important to note that this book focused solely on business. The business that of management, for instance, that can use these tools in order to become more efficient and productive. I found this theory useful in theory. I I'm not a, in a position of power within a business and I'm not in a management position so I cannot use this theory in practice to effect change. However, this theory has been important within my own life and different aspects of my life to find different areas of productivity and efficiency. For example, I have found it most effective when trying to find a more productive way to structure my time to look at where I am most efficient in different periods within the day. This could also branch out, and Richard Koch does state this in the book, to ideas of personal fulfillment. What gives, what 20% of activities give you 80% of happiness or fulfillment? It must be noted that 80-20 is only a marker. Richard Koch does state this in the book. He said that the 80-20 split in percentages is only a marker. This can change dependent on what you're doing. So this shouldn't be a hard and fast rule, but it should give you an idea of how you can split different areas of your life in order to analyze it and change things for the better. So the fourth book in my list is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. 
Now, habit formation is a very popular topic at the moment. Everyone wants to know the quick way to form habits that create more happiness and fulfillment and productivity in life. What this book explains is that habit formation is the determinant to creating your goals and achieving your goals. Having good habits can be the make and break decisions in order to achieve these. For instance, if you're going to create a good physique, having good eating and working out habits is the foundation to creating that certain look you're going for and that lifestyle you're after. Consequently, if you have bad habits, that can be the catalyst to a life of emptiness and lack of fulfillment. Therefore, creating the habits that are in parallel to your goals is the foundation for any areas of success. The book serves its purpose on a theoretical level. Through the habit loop, Duhigg explains through the trigger, action and result that habits form in these three stages. Now we explain these in more depth in the book, but I want to talk about one of these steps that I found very interesting. For instance, in the process of overeating or eating disorders, if you find the trigger, which is the first step, that can usually be the way of finding understanding to then form the second and third habits. For instance, if you know the trigger for maybe overeating or eating certain types of food, then you're more likely to cure the action and the result from that. It must be noted that the book doesn't give tips in order to, to create better habits, but through the use of examples, it shows you how other people have used the habit loop or the understanding of the habit loop to create positive change within their life. Like anything that is read, implementation is the key. Creating good habits is difficult. It requires dedication, implementation and consistency, most likely on a day-to-day -day basis. Therefore, understanding the origins of habits is very important if you want to create long-term sustainable goal setting and then achieving those goals as a result. I remember reading somewhere that creating good habits can take up to 40 days. And although that can seem like a long period of time and can seem uh, as you can be used as a ballpark figure, I found personally that the ability to create good habits is in parallel with the willingness to actually implement that into your life. If you want to put something into practice, if you really want to do it, then you can do it straight away. 40 days can be good for something that maybe requires a bit more attention, so working out, eating better, habits that are ingrained within you. But if there's something new, then you're more likely to do it straight away. So this book serves as a great introduction in showing you the habits that you can use in order to create more positive change. So the last book and my favorite book of the year was 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos by Jordan B. Peterson. Now there are some books that change your perspective on different industries, fields, or just particular topics that you're interested in. And there are other books that change your idea and perception of the objective, of the objective world. And if you combine those two together, you get a book that not only changes your opinion on a certain field, but also change your perception and subjective analysis of the the world that you live in and i feel like this book did that having initially listened to the audiobook 12 rules for life i found it difficult to absorb in audio form therefore i went and picked up the book in hard copy and the 12 rules for life focus on different areas in your life with the ultimate goal of creating meaning and purpose within it for those that have read his first book, Maps of Meaning, 12 Rules for Life is a more simplistic and direct approach to explaining the meaning and purpose in life. The 12 rules are somewhat broad, but explain 
the topics that he's trying to exp- the 12 rules that he's trying to explain in a, a mix between the biological and metaphorical nature of his arguments. He explains, for instance, how millions of years of biological nature and setup have created the foundations for our existence, rather than societal or cultural systems, the ways in which we act are ingrained not only in the world itself, but in, in the formation of the universe as well. They are millions and millions of years old, and although they become the fabric of our society and culture, they go beyond that, and they are beyond the fabric of those creations. Now, these topics are littered throughout the book. There are many references to great psychoanalysts that I've gone on to read as a result, and different historical books as well that explain these rules and how someone can get the most out of them. What I liked about this book was the way in which Dr. Peterson ingrained within the book his own personal experience he obviously talks about the psychoanalytical the biological and the metaphorical aspect of his arguments but interweaves them within his own personal experience to build up a story behind the scientific explanations like i said in my review of this book I found that this book is a must-read for all. Although the author is somewhat controversial and the media in some way portrays him as a certain way, you can only judge an author by the words that he writes on the page. And I believe that these words will be in the forefront of culture or the IDW for a long period of time. I have heard that he is currently working on a follow-up to this book, 12 more rules for life that will be out in somewhere in 2019 hopefully by the end of the year and i look forward to read and review this um, and maybe it might be my number one book of 2019 we might see so those are my top five books of 2018 i've had a great year in reading and i feel like these five books are the five that have had the most impact on me Hopefully you agree and comment below if you've read any of these books and have had the same impact on you. Here's to a great 2019. Thanks for watching.